Hello, and welcome to SB Talk. I'm Julia Miles Davis, a mom, wife, self-care advocate, lover of a good outfit, and a few sips of tea. This is SB Talk, a podcast where I share my perspective on trending topics, parenting, relationships, love, friendship, and life issues. SB Talk is sponsored by my image consulting company, Simone Vivian. Thanks for joining me today. Let's talk. Hello, I'm your host, Julia Miles Davis. My guest today is Libby Rasmussen. During the pandemic, a time where silence was louder than noise, Libby made a name for herself as the disco ball queen of DC. As a digital creator, Libby summons you into her world of cool vintage vines and fashion with an eclectic personality that piques the interest of thousands. Hi, Libby, and welcome to SV Talk. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me, and what an incredible introduction. (laughs) Well, it's much deserved, and it is my privilege to have you. Thank you. I love color when it comes to fashion, even interior. Living in color is like a blissful romantic daydream, and you have a fondness for color as well, and you seem like someone that's always color outside of the lines, thought outside of the box, and did things your way. And that's actually how I relate to you because in my head, we've totally been friends for a while, which is one of the (laughs) craziest things about social media and Instagram. Um, So you have a huge following on social media. What would you say makes you so relatable? Um, Well, first of all, I have to guess, are you a fire sign at all? So I'm a Gemini. Okay. Oh, that, that, okay. That also (laughs) makes sense. We're like, I'm kindred spirits with Gemini's as Sagittarius. We are like opposites attracting to each other, but we're both, you know, so fun and funny and the best. I love Gemini's. (laughs) So I just had to ask. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because some days when I go on social media and I see people with hundreds and thousands of followers, I'm like, whoa, that is just like absolutely nuts. Because to me, my, you know, I'm considered a micro influencer with my 20 something. And it feels very much like my community and my friends. And, you know, I have all of these Uh, relationships with people, some of whom I've never met online. And it is really just like such a fun community um, to have around me. What I really love about social media and what I've tried to put out there with my social media presence is learning alongside one another. There's so many efforts on social media to kind of like be the coolest, do the coolest things, and then not really show like any of the learning or the messy sides of things. Now, I mean, I don't really think that everything needs to be shared on social media. We're only going to really see highlight reels and things like that. But um, I'm, I guess I'm not really afraid to learn and um, show all of the things that I'm learning and all of the exciting things that are kind of like happening. I'm from a small town in the Midwest from Wisconsin. And even though I moved away from home when I was 18 to go to college and things like that, I still feel like every day I learned something totally new. And there's like this new opportunity of um, something that I just didn't experience or realize or come to terms with, or my eyes have been opened up to, you know, different experiences. And I just really love sharing those things. And um, I think that, you know, the people I love following on social media kind of do the same thing and, you know, friends, things like that. So that's kind of, I think what made a relationship or a community um, on social. So with all that you have going on and with your success, have you been able to find a rhythm of work and rest? Well, currently, no. (laughs) (laughs) Currently, I am like, it is 
Um, it's been very, very um, busy. And I, and I hate when people kind of like glamorize like busyness or stress or anxiety or, you know, like as this thing of like work and hustle culture. I'm one of those people who really love to try to like maximize as much as I can out of my day, which sometimes means pushing myself a little too much. Um, I think right now, a lot of people in general, whether or not they're a small business owner or not, can relate to kind of this like big push right now that everyone's kind of feeling to like get up and do stuff and, um, you know, feeling maybe a little bit better about the pandemic, wanting to escape, wanting to do things, pushing, you know, maximizing their days out, working really hard so they can play really hard this summer. Um, I feel like very much in that mindset right now, but I do try to take some time to, you know, check out of work, when I'm with friends, try to be really focused on being with them in the moment. It's not always easy, but, you know, spending time with them and then also spending time for myself. I love taking really, really long walks each day or heading to the gym. Um, I used to hate it when people would say that they like go to the gym to clear their mind because I was like, absolutely not. Half of the time I'm scrolling TikTok to distract yeah. myself from the, the run that I'm on because I absolutely hate running. But I do think that I have a good balance of making sure that, you know, I'm working really hard. Um, getting good sleep is something that I've really prioritized this year, especially. I mean, I am not 23 years old anymore. Like I, you know, need more sleep. So definitely like trying to hit that seven and a half, eight hour mark on sleep is really, I think what helps me feel very balanced, even though I try to resist it growing up. I don't know about you, but like, I hated taking naps. I'm not yes. a good nap taker still into my adult life. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's like such a bad habit. You've got to give yourself that rest. Um, so I've been more, uh, intentional about my sleep. And I think that that's really helping me feel balanced. And then also like remembering to take some vacations and see family and visit friends. And there's so many things, but those would be priorities with the rhythm. Yeah. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping it'll smooth out a little bit more. So I say that. And then I'm also I have like this like little evil twin on my shoulder being like, but we love this. So <laughs> don't we like on our hamster wheel. So yeah, I definitely like to go, go, go more than rest. So I have to remind myself to do that. Yes. I talked to a lot of guests about the hamster wheel of, of ambition. It just continuously driving you, even though you're also thinking like, I need to sit down. I need to take a break. Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, there's so many other things that I want to do. So many goals I want to achieve and things that I want to check off. So I totally get it. Exactly. When it comes to social media, it's easy to compare yourself and get wrapped up in, you know, what others are saying about you or either not saying. How do you filter your social media intake and do you struggle with the perceptions others may have of you? Sure. I stopped following. I think the first thing that I did was I stopped following people that made me feel badly about myself and not mm. even in the sense of like, there's kind of two sides to this. Like if I was feeling not even bad about myself, but if I was having negative feelings towards them because of maybe like their success or the things that they had, like jealousy or whatever, I'm like, you know what, this isn't serving me. Mm -hmm. And this is also not, I'm not putting like good energy into this person. It's not fair to them that I'm looking at their content out of spite or whatever. And again, I, I don't feel like I do that very often, but if I catch myself, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to like take a break. And mm -hmm. if I really miss them, like, and our parasocial relationship, or maybe even our real relationship, I'll circle back. Maybe I'll unmute them or mute them, kind of like whatever. I don't want to make it sound like muting people or putting boundaries on social media is petty. It's not. It's, no, it's incredibly not. healthy for all of the things that, you know, we see and are constantly reminded of. So I think that that's like kind of the first thing is like, 
not following people that make me feel less than myself, but also not following people that I want to tear down in my mind. Because in some ways, like on the receiving end, like you can feel that, like, right? Like you can like mm-hmm. feel when there are eyes on you and you're like, I know that like maybe this person isn't messaging me with like the nicest of intentions or maybe there's like something on the back end of this. And it's like, I'd rather you just go away <laughs> than, you know what I mean? Then like be in this space and like maybe pretend that you like me or something like that. Um, But rarely, maybe I'm oblivious to it, but I feel like I rarely have like instances of that. And then I think too, I mean, I'm also, I say that. And then the other side of the coin is when I'm lightly jealous or even jealous of someone it's like, I, I'm invigorated by that in the sense of like, okay, cool. Like clearly this is something that I see in myself that I feel inspired by. Mm -hmm. And why, why do I want that? Do I actually want to achieve that? Um, Is that something that will actually make me happier as a person? Or is it like, oh my gosh, like I have a friend that just like crushes it every day or not every day, but like, is just a really good motivator. And I always say that like some of the people that I'm most jealous of are like my closest friends because I'm so proud of them. I admire their energy and their drive or maybe their compassion or maybe they're a really good active listener. Like there are things about them that I really want for myself. And when you surround yourself around people like that, like instead of being angry about it and being excited for them, like you will start to take on that as well. Like it will come, it will surround you as long as of course, like it's a healthy relationship with that person. And they're also being encouraging of you and they're, you know, championing your success. But I love a little kind of slightly jealous relationship, friendship dynamic where I guess it would be more admiration is Mm -hmm. the is the word that I'm using. But like, I feel like jealousy just has like a little spice to it where you're like, Oh, what's the root of this? And yeah. Yeah. I love your perspective on that. Awesome. So you have what so many people crave to have, which is an authentic style. Like you dress for Libby. And I think that's so dope. (laughs) Is there an outfit or a clothing item that as soon as you put it on, it's a confident booster? Oh man. I mean, I, I mean, I love wearing my, I'm from, as I mentioned, I'm from Wisconsin and um, my dad has this vintage, well, it's mine now and it's considered vintage. It was his in the seventies, 1972, um, uh, Future Farmers of America jacket that says my, you know, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, every, it's FFA. So if anyone here is from like a farm town or if you're from a farm town, you'll know like the corduroy blue jackets, they have like a beautiful um, stitching on the back and yeah, it's his and it's, it's basically a letterman jacket, but for Mm -hmm. like farm kids. (laughs) So, um, but it's really cool. And I love the story behind it. And I love when people come up and ask me, you know, like, Oh, where are you from? Like, are you, were you in FFA? Like, it's kind of like a fun um, topic that comes up. And I also just feel closer to him. He was like tiny when he graduated high school. He's like a huge man now, but like (laughs) tiny when he graduated high school. So it's like snug on me. It's like, fitted on me. So it's just a funny kind of like feeling to wear it. But I feel, yeah, I feel really great when I wear that because it's a closeness to him and it's also a closeness to my hometown and kind of my roots. And it's a great conversation piece. I love, you know, like the vintage items that I do um, have for clothing. Like I love, you know, the story behind them. I love the thought of who wore this before me. Did someone mm-hmm. have like their first kiss in this leather jacket oh. before I bought it? You know, like, they're just like, 
kind of romanticizing the stories like before, like maybe this person never even wore this jacket and they hated it, but (laughs) you know, but like also like kind of creating um, stories and memories like through vintage clothing is really fun. And then I guess maybe another piece would be a friend of mine, Amy owns a store called Four Kinship. It's um, the number four and then Kinship brand and company that elevates the work of indigenous makers here in the States and also in Mexico. Um, And I have this really beautiful, and also South America, um, I have this really beautiful woven on like petal looms, um, striped, colorful kind of like tunic shirt that I just feel like obviously um, evokes kind of my living colorfully um, ethos, but uh, I love the origin of it. I love that it's, you know, indigenous made and um, the story behind it. I bought it on my birthday um, as a gift to myself when I was in New Mexico for a birthday several years back. And yeah, I feel very powerful and, and like myself in it. Oh, I love that. That sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm personally always thinking about legacy and what contributions mm-hmm. that I'm going to leave. Is my daughter receiving all the gems and the little nuggets I'm telling her? So in terms of legacy and the legacy that you'd like to leave, what do you hope to build upon from the women that have come before you in your life? Mm, I love that. I love, I love that you mentioned your daughter. How old is your daughter? She's eight now. Oh, that's such a, that's such a cool age. I love to like, oh, she's I love getting a little time. sassy now though, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Cause they're like, I, I've got my own personality, like, you know, and I, I can speak up and things like that. I love exactly. that. Um, determined young girls are, you've got to foster that. Yeah. I would say, um, building upon legacy that's come before me. I also am very, very into like my family history and, the women have, who have come before me, um, everyone that knows me knows that I, like, I cannot wait to be a grandmother someday oh. because I love, I love grandparents, um, you know, hearing the stories about all of the trials and tribulations that came with the women before me and seeing my grandmother come through so much. And my mom um, is one of the most amazing people I know and helps others every single day. And a legacy of that is just like, just so much kindness. My grandmother, um, I asked my mom the other day where my grandmother's wedding dress was. And she was like, Oh, she like gave it to someone to like, to have to use for their wedding. And that's just like, so like her to be, you know, like, or was so like her. Um, and so I think like, that's just something I've, and always an open door, like always welcoming people in all walks of life you know, at grandma, grandpa's house, like someone, a total stranger off the street was always over having like a cocktail in the garage or the front yard or whatever. (laughs) Like there's just always a story to tell and always a contribution that someone had. And, And similarly, my mom is a psychotherapist and she hears stories from people with all different walks of life every single day. And I think that kind of the combination of the two, um, and it's funny, I'm kind of realizing now that the two are more similar in that regard of kind of listening to people and counseling them in kind of their own ways. So I've always just really loved that and would love to kind of continue that for myself and future generations. I am a talker, as you can tell. And so I would love to be a better listener and listen more thoughtfully and instill that in my little ones in the future and the importance of that. And I think that that would be like a really great lesson is being, you know, welcoming, um, warm and, you know, great at just listening and hearing people. Yeah. Well, when I was listening to you 
speak about your mother and grandmother and the contributions that they gave to their community, it filtered into you. And I feel like it came full circle with your disco balls because you are <laughs> now literally like bringing joy into other people's lives. Oh, so thank I think you. That, that's really cool. So there are days when I wish that I was younger so that I could go back in time and do so many things over, kind of like that old mm-hmm. saying, if I knew then what I know now. However, yeah. I'm also mature enough to know that I'm where I'm supposed to be and that the journey is all part of my story. So when you think about what's next for Libby in life, and if you could write that chapter, what would those cliff notes be? Oh, man. You know, I used to be such a planner um, when it came to, you know, like expectations, timelines, things like that. And I, of course, I still have those things, you know, in mind. Um, But I think part of what I've learned, you know, in my now early 30s compared to maybe when I was in my early 20s or younger is like really just to trust the process. And, you know, I, I don't think that you can just like manifest anything in this life. You, you know, there's, there's course of action. There's things that happen that are, you know, outside of our control and, you know, things that happen out of luck or privilege. But I think, um, you know, trusting the process is for me really important in kind of thinking about like what's next, but also, um, you know, setting goals and being intentional about them because no one's going to create them for you. And I think that if you wait for opportunities to come your way, then how are you leading your own life, right? So I think some things I would love, cliff notes for my future self and steer myself in the future direction. This is in no particular order. I mentioned the grandkids. I don't know, like we'll, we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> my kids will want to have kids. I don't even have kids yet, but like we really, we really do want those grandkids. So whether or not they're the neighbor kids or whoever they come from or my nieces and nephews, um, but you know, like that would be really great having a legacy and in, you know, I would love to be a matriarch someday. I would love to, you know, have a cocktail at an inappropriate time of day wear really outrageous <laughs> clothing, you know, like just give these little tidbits of advice to whoever will listen. Yeah. So I really can't wait to be like an old lady. But in the time between then, I see, you know, I see expanding my business. I see, you know, maybe having some kind of, you know, old and new kind of store in DC that's a culmination of of my favorite things. And then mm-hmm. also a little bit of like Midwestern vintage charm in in that, then also very cool art and experiential kind of showcasing of, um, you know, favorite creators and artists in the DC area of mine, or I don't know, but um, yeah, it looks like that. Um, and then uh, like a farm somewhere in there, that could be like my old lady days. That could be like my retirement time. Like I got to get a farm. Like I have to, at some point, it's like very much akin to my roots and it's something that I've always wanted. So I guess the cliff note there would be just like livestock. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So switching gears to relationships, since I know you have a bow, when it comes to relationships, do you prefer love letters or a playlist recreated? Oh, that is a really good one. So I am not really, um, I'm not really a words of affirmation gal. I don't need to really hear it. Like I can, I can feel love in other ways, which is funny because I think my partner is definitely words of, he loves giving words of affirmation. It's a great 
speaker is very good at professing his feelings for me and about really anything. He's really, really like a, a very passionate um, speaker. So that's probably the most likely I would be most likely to be given that, but I actually like, I have my headphones in all day long and constantly listening to music. My friends say I'm like a jukebox. Like if there's a song <laughs> on, I'm going to know the words. I'm going to know the words because I just love listening to music all the time. Um, so I really would love, I love playlists. It's a great um, topic I've learned. I've had to, I mean, we've been rusty on having conversations with new people because of the pandemic. And I was talking to a friend the other day who owns a record store and I was like, you know, a really great question to ask someone about themselves is like, what is your favorite song of all mm-hmm. time? Or like, tell me, and like, just a fun, like way to get a conversation started. Or I love to ask people like if, if they're going to any concerts anytime soon or something like that. But talking about music and artists of any kind, I'm like not a snob either. I listen to truly everything under the sun. I love just like hearing what people are listening to and then like taking it a step further and be like, Oh, I'm going to like add that to my Spotify playlist. And then you mm-hmm. associate that person with the song. So yes, long story short is love a playlist. I was always making them for my friends when I was younger, when we were burning CDs. Yes. Oh my God. And- do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. I was like so high tech then. So yeah, I would, I, I love a playlist. I love, I love when people share theirs. I love seeing what people are listening to. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. what about planning date nights? Do you do that or would you prefer your party to do it? Oh man, I really am like, I, I could do, I could do more. That's for sure. Uh, but my, my partner is definitely better at planning the dates. Mm-hmm. He's usually booking the reservations. He's usually making the dinners. He's usually going all out. Like if we, if it weren't for him, like, you know, the <laughs> there'd be so little romance on my part. And I, it's, it's something I need to work on for sure. <laughs> you looked out. Yeah. You've got it a good is win. nice. It is nice. Yeah, it yes. is nice. But yeah, I definitely, um, I don't mind. Like, I, I mean, I love getting somewhere and like saying what we want to order, but um, I love that he takes initiative and, um, you know, just like put stuff on our calendar and I'll do it from time to time. I'm not like a total, not like a total schmuck, but yeah, he's definitely the one taking the lead on those things. Yeah. Men, I, I, I don't think enough men know how hot it is. <laughs> for them to do that type of stuff, like more need to do that. Um, okay. So when it yeah. comes to self care, um, what are some things that you do to make yourself a priority? So for self care, I'm either like very on it or very off it. Like I, like it's, I lack consistency in my self care, um, which I think is true for a lot of people, but if I'm not going to do anything, I will at least do, um, I will take time to give myself like a face massage or I'll like rub some like lavender in my palms and just like rub my neck before bed. Um, I'm a big tea drinker. So I'll like have like maybe some like warm tea before bed, a bath. Those are things where I'm like, okay, I need to just do like one of these things to just relax myself or go for a long walk. But when I'm like really on my self-care game, I am like getting the facials done by my like gal Judith. She's amazing at Peladon. Um, and then I also love deprivation floating. So I don't know if you've ever no, done nice. it before, but yeah. So I am spoiler alert, never off of my phone. And I never, I like, as I said before, I always have music playing. Like there's just, there's, there's no time for silence in my head. Cause it's just like going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will do these, um, sensory deprivation 
tanks where I will float. I go to this place called Solex in DC and the owners are just wonderful and it's just such a great place that you um, float in salt water in these like really cool, like very, you know, futuristic pods. Um, And you can choose to keep it open or closed. I love to do like the full blown closed lights off, no noise. And you just float and it's, you can meditate hardcore and like, it's crazy. Like you just feel, I mean, you don't hear anything. You don't see anything. Your eyes can be, it's crazy to be in a space where your eyes are wide open and you see nothing like black. Like it's just crazy. Oh, I have to go. And it can, yeah. And it can be like a little freaky at first, but at the same time, you're like, Oh my God, I need to calm down. Yeah. I need to unplug my brain. Like truly sometimes I imagine when I'm in it and like, okay, I'm just going to take my literal brain out of my head and it's just going to float alongside me <laughs> and it's going to chill too. And I'm just going to sit here with nothing in my head and relax. Of course, that train of thought lasts for approximately mm, six minutes or six seconds, excuse me. But uh, at least I can try, you know, it's like meditating. You're like, focus on your breath, try yeah. to bring yourself back to it. But yeah, I love that the most. I think that that like gives me a really nice hard reset. And then like afterwards, I'm like, I don't really want to be on my phone right now. Or like, I don't really want to, I just want to go home, put some pajamas on and have some tea and go to sleep. That's my biggest reset and self-care. Oh my gosh. No, I love it. I love it. My new thing is reclaiming my time. So yes. I am going to have to go there. Well, I am so sad, but our time has run out. Thank you so very much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and I cannot wait to see all of the wonderful things. I can't wait to visit your shop that you're going to open and (laughs) all of the amazingness. Um, Thank you, Julia. Of course, of course, of course. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Wonderful. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to my podcast and visit SimoneVivian.com. Let's talk again.